This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, God. <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. American Sex with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Hey everyone, welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging the backward-ass puritanical ideals in the U.S. This is episode 72 of American Sex Podcast. I'm Sonny Megatron. And I'm Ken Melvoin Burke. No, it's actually me. I'll get to that in a minute. But we're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts, too. So yeah, Ken isn't with me again today because our life is in shambles, but the best kind of shambles ever. So don't you worry. We'll get to all that and why and what kind of shambles in a minute. But let me tell you first about this week's guest. Okay, so you know that listener survey that you've been filling out, the one, you know, that asks all the questions, like, how often do you listen? One of the questions that we ask is, what guest would you like to hear on American Sex Podcast? And although she's already guested once a few months back, so many of you were like, oh, my God, Midori, she's so brilliant. And also, guess what episode of ours is the most listened to on record? Yep, that same one we had with Midori. So y'all love yourselves some Midori, don't you? She's back this week, this time talking to me about the art of negotiation. So when I say negotiation, I mean how in sex, and especially in BDSM situations, we need to establish consent and have a conversation about our wants and boundaries with our partner or partners. But just the word negotiation is like, you know, it can feel so cold and unsexy. But Midori, she has negotiation that doesn't feel like negotiation, but rather a sexy, flirty conversation down to an art. In this interview, she tells us about her engaged collaborative consent model, uh, also how to be a consent sophisticate. We talk about cultivating the, quote, queen of the starfish moments. She gives us step-by-step points that you need to hit when having your, quote, it's totally negotiation, but it doesn't feel like negotiation because it's so flirty and fun conversation. And she busts all the myths we buy into about aftercare and why dominants need aftercare, too. In fact, there was so much that we didn't even get to half of the things that we wanted to talk about. Midori is rope bondage royalty. And in the two conversations we've had so far on this podcast, we didn't get to talk about rope at all. Plus, there's so much more that I want to dive into with her. So we've already determined that she is going to be our very first three-peat guest. So if you have any questions for Midori for a future episode, I'm opening up a Midori question thread on our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash American Sex Podcast. So you can go there, leave your questions for Midori to answer on a future episode. But okay, before we get to Midori, you know what we got to do. We got to take care of all the odds and ends. So first thing, Told you I'd tell you why our life was in shambles. Well, if you haven't heard, I've been talking about all over social media. It's getting a little ridiculous. We're moving and we're moving to Las freaking Vegas. Yeah. So me, Ken, the kids, and our 90-year-old super cool Uncle George were all moving to Vegas within the next month. So we're merging two households into one. He doesn't live with us now. We're going across country. It's also Christmas. Christmas Eve is Uncle George's 91st birthday. So we have got all of this stuff going on. And I'm telling you, I'm about to lose my damn mind. I'm sitting here in an almost empty room with all of my boxes getting ready for the movers to come. It's a little ridiculous. So 
Ken and I have made the decision to take our very first hiatus for American Sex Podcast over the holidays. I know. Womp, womp. But we need to. We're going to be off air for three weeks. So on Christmas Eve, on New Year's Eve, and the 7th of January. Our intent is to be back on air on January 14th. However, you know, give us a little leeway with the slim chance that like some major shit goes down. We might need another week, but forgive us. Be gentle. Hopefully that won't happen and things will be smooth. But guess what? If you're a Patreon member, have no fear. Oh, no, no, no. Because we're still going to be releasing our shoot the shit full length episodes over that hiatus period. I already have three scheduled. I really want to bone it up. And that's totally a sex pun. I'm going to bone it up over the holiday. Uh, so I've got three scheduled. I'm hoping to fit in a few more. So those will be coming over the break. And hey, speaking of Patreon, oh yeah, you know what time it is. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. I want to give a big welcome and heartfelt appreciation to the awesome folks that joined our Patreon family this week. Jess, you are such a rock star. Thank you so much for your support. We could not do this podcast without you. And hey, listeners, if you're not an American Sex Podcast Patreon member, we'd love for you to be. Not only does your membership help support this show, you get tons of awesome perks too, like bonus stories from our guests and extra episodes and American Sex Podcast stickers, personal video greetings, random surprises in the mail, all sorts of stuff. Oh, one more cool thing for all of you, you heard me mention at the beginning of this podcast about our listener survey, right? So here, here's the deal. If you fill out our Pleasure Podcast listener survey, you will be entered to win a WeVibe Discover gift box and a few other goodies valued at a total of $350 from Babeland. You can find that survey at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash American Sex Survey. That address, if you missed it, it's going to be in our show notes for episode 72 at americansexpodcast.com. And the winner of that gift basket will be randomly drawn the last week of December. And hey, good luck. Now, one last thing before we get to our conversation with Midori. Now, in this conversation, we touch on some of the issues um, uh, concerning censorship of sexuality educators, sex workers, kinksters, adult content creators, etc., you know, that we've all been having on social media, especially as of late with the whole Tumblr adult shutdown and yada, yada. So Midori's mailing list information is in our show notes, again, at americansexpodcast.com, and so is ours. I highly encourage you to get on both of our mailing lists so we don't lose touch. So if you have your phone handy, you can sign up for American Sex Podcast Sunny Megatron mailing list right now. Simply text the word Megatron to the number 444-999, and boom, you're on our list. All right. So American fuckers, we absolutely love you. It has been another amazing year and your support really does mean the world to us. It is the best gift we can get. We both, Ken and I, want to wish you a very happy holiday season, no matter what or how or even if you celebrate. So we're going to see you in the new year and you're going to hear from us from a new home and essentially a new life. We're really excited to see what the future will bring and we're also really happy that we get to take you along on the ride with us. So here's Midori, and we'll talk to you next year. I am really, really happy because on American Sex Podcast, we've been what around for about a year and a half, and we haven't had that many repeat guests. And if there is a guest that is number one on not only my repeat guest list, but yours, because guess what? Midori, who was our guest this week, her last episode, episode 42, you all ate that up. You loved it. Um, and Midori, I don't know if I told you this, but that episode has some of the highest listener numbers of any episode we've done. No kidding. Really? You're that awesome. Yeah. You are uh, that awesome. Yay. Yeah. Yay. So, and I just like, you could tell me 
uh, you know, a spaghetti recipe and I'd be like, oh, tell me more. Like, I just love your brain. <laughs> so and maybe you make great pasta. I don't know. But that's not what we're talking about today. Um, I want to dive more into your brilliance and share it with the world. Um, so hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? It's great to be back on. It's always good to be hanging out with yeah, you. So. Yeah. 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 I love our conversations. So, I know that I've yeah, been seeing too. a lot. I love on your um, social media, you have the hashtag Auntie Midori says, you know, and you have your, your little words of wisdom, which are, are actually pretty mighty words of wisdom. And something, oh, that, thank you. <laughs> something I've been seeing a lot lately. I want to say I just saw an article published that that you did about uh, making negotiation before a scene, which that is the most unsexy word. Like, let's do sex time, but first we must negotiate. Like, boner killer. Um, but right. making it hot and not making it feel clinical or you know, let's get our pads of paper and start checking off boxes. So tell us how can we make our negotiation more damn sexy? Okay. So I like to call it just a conversation. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. a conversation. I'm one of these people that, you know, it's like my kryptonite is like, show me paperwork. And I just like glaze over. Right. I lose it. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you ta- start talking to me about, yeah, we shall negotiate. I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I need to start talking about percentage of royalties. And oh, my God. <laughs> Do I need to get my attorney? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's terrifying. But, you know, the thing is, OK, so I understand that negotiation is is all in good spirits. But my God, I mean, it dries up my bits like, you know, like a antihistamine. Um, <laughs> just saying, do you have that problem too? I have allergies. Oh my God, yeah. it like makes makes my pussy bits like so dry. Yeah. Anyhow, we digress. Now we know this trivia. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> and for all of you all out there who on antihistamines decongestants, now you know. Okay. Um, but it's all about wanting to make hot together, right? right. And, and did I talk to you about my whole like outlook on on consent last time? The collaborative engage is that a collaborative? Yes. Yeah. Can you give me yes. just, give us like a yes. little a little drive by summary of what that is for those who didn't listen to episode forty two? And by the way, you listening who didn't listen to episode forty two, go cue that up after you listen to this episode. Yeah. 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 So, all right, consent is obviously a great idea. It is a great concept. It really should be pursued. Excellent. So we got consent. Okay. Then we got to talking about enthusiastic consent. Great. But the problem that I have with enthusiastic consent is how am I going to be enthusiastic about something that I don't know? It's like I've never had sushi. I don't know if I'm going to be enthusiastic. And then there's like this waffling of can I be enthusiastic if I don't know what I want? But if I don't know what I, if I don't try new things, how am I going to know? You know, the catch 22, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But instead, I think it's time to move on to the next level of consent sophistication. I like that. Which is consent sophistication. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) That should be a thing. Consent sophistication. It really should. That's your next class or like t-shirts or something. Hashtag at least. I I am a consent sophisticate. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, that's good. So the next level of consent sophisticates is engaged collaborative consent. In other words, I may not know that I like this, or I may actually just be neutral about this thing that I want to do with you, Sonny. Mm-hmm. But I'm really into you, and I'm engaged to to be engaging in some fun with you, Sonny. Mm. And let's collaborate on this. Okay. So this this lets you know this lets me off the hook about any experience or knowledge. And what I need to be excited about is spending time with you. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of uh, reminds yeah, me of yeah. like, like if you, you know, the yes, no, maybe list, how you either, you know, if there's mm-hmm. a list of things, you're either a yes, or you're a hard no, 
or like, this is kind of like the maybe like, I don't know, like, I'm willing to try it. Maybe I'll hate it. But we're having a good I really like you. So all right, but I don't know, you know, like that sort of vibe, which I think happens a lot, not just in kink, but just regular old sex. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I think it happens in life. Because if not, if not for that, how would we get on a bicycle? How would we decide to go on a roller coaster for the first time? Yeah, you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like so many great things in my life that started out with me going, I don't know if this is a good idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it turned out fabulous. And maybe sometimes it didn't, but I was at least willing to take that risk. Exactly. You know, it's like, okay, well, I am... I am consenting to an experience. I am not consenting to a guaranteed outcome. Mm -hmm. But whatever we do, we get to explore it together. So engage collaborative consent. And that means also we're going to collaborate. So I, you know, I am not, neither of us are absolved of, of participating. I can't just say uh, whatever you want. You know, it's like if I, if you ask me out to dinner, right? And, and you asked me what I wanted to eat. And I said, yeah, whatever, food, you know, you decide. And then let's say you take me out to, you know, Mongolian barbecue. Mm-hmm. And then I'm poking at the food. Right? Poke, poke, poke. And, you know, you, you set your time aside and you found this great restaurant. And then I'm poke, poke, poke. And then you, you say, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, I'm actually a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't collaborate with you now, did I? Now, by the way, for the world out there, I love Mongolian barbecue and I am an omnivore. So please, <laughs> please don't be shy about inviting me yes. out to steak dinner. Take Midori yeah. to Korean barbecue, please. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, you know, it would be really, really lousy of me if I just left it all up to you and then had a bad time and then we'd end up blaming each other and that's just not cool. Mm-hmm. So the conversation beforehand. Because the conversation beforehand is about minimizing uh, play floppage and crashing and burning and maximizing the potential for joy, one. Two, the conversation beforehand is also a gorgeous flirtation. So how? How can you make that a flirtation? Okay. So, all right. First of all, you should know that I am lazy as fuck. This is why we get along. (laughs) I'm lazy as fuck, all right? And and I'm lazy as fuck, but when it comes to the fucking, I want maximal fun. I, I, I am not a starfish. I am not a starfish. Though once in a while it's fun to do a queen and starfish moment, but are you familiar with that? No. Aha, something new. Okay, yeah. so are you, okay. queen of the starfish is my invention. Oh, However, okay. Um, are you familiar with starfishing? I don't know. I don't think so. Starfish is not like a Jacques Cousteau fetish. (laughs) We actually, in a scene, made someone be a starfish and crawl up a wall. So I'm just thinking this really weird scene, but I know that's not what you're talking about. (laughs) No, no. Starfish is when you just lay there. Oh, okay. It's the unresponsive, you know, non-engaged lover Ah, starfish. Okay. Now, the queen of the starfish is a whole different thing. Okay. Queen of starfish is when I am going to lay back and I am going to be lavished upon by all the fantastic love skills that you or cast of thousands bring to me. Ah, I like Put that. Put a tiara on me and do me. It's like owning that. It's not the, I don't want to be here and therefore I'm going to be like some, you know, it's, it's, it's like bitter, passive, aggressive, um, non-present, checked out. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. Look at the ceiling and, and think, think about of, your shopping oh, list. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Queen of the starfish is I am going to be lavished upon. Oh, I like that. Isn't that nice? Yes. Nice? I yeah. love it. All right. I'm For, you anything. know, those, those of us like super busy people, mm-hmm. you know, once in a while. And, and for those of us who are like super engaged in the bedroom and, you know, we have like mad skills once in a while. Can I please put on that tiara? Snap. I love it. Yeah, it's a good thing to ask. So anyhow, back to the sexy 
pre-conversation, it's all about the flirtation. It's all about stroking and probing the mind to get all the juices flowing. And it's about conveying desire. It's, it's about turning the conversation to one another and getting rid of them thought squirrels. Mm. Thought squirrels, those, you know, all the to-dos. You know, I mean, you're a busy woman. You, you juggle, you know, how many, how many balls in the air and spin plates and you got projects going on. And so do I, you know, at any given moment, I've got all the emails I should do, this I should write, the, the story I got a deadline for, blah, 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 blah. And, um, my friends I got to call, artwork I need to create. And man, shutting up them thought squirrels. That's like, you know, the thought squirrels are like sex drive killers, I tell you. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, now, if let's say you and I had a play date, you know, date night. Mm-hmm. And let's say we're sitting over dinner and we're talking about our day and all of that. And then at some point, okay, this, I'd love, I'd love this segue. I, I, I didn't realize I was doing this for oh, I don't know, a chunk of my adult life until recently I had an opportunity to mention that at the Southwest Sexual Health Association. Oh, yeah, okay. They were talking, yeah, I went to that and I was presenting, but we were talking about conversational icebreakers into fantasies. Mm -hmm. And if I were to say to you that, you know, in the course of talking about a day, and I said, hey, Sonny, you know, I was... um, I was fantasizing about us today. Oh, really? Would you like to hear? Yes. Okay. Well, if you'd like to hear, you know, I, sh- um, I want to make sure that you're done with talking about your day. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, if you want to unload further or if you need something to address or, you know, you need to go take care of the laundry, that's fine. But when you're ready, and then, you know, I can tell you about what I've been fantasizing about our date night tonight. Ooh. And now we shift in and to conversation and, and, you know, from there I can say, well, you know, I was thinking about, um, thinking about actually, you know, I know that you and I always, you know, get it on in the bedroom and all that. And that's just kind of our habit. But I was thinking about, you know, the hallway. (gasps) How scandalous. The hallway. I know the hallway and you know yeah just just right here right over there in that hallway where I want to you know like we used to have that little quickie Mm. like remember that time when we were in that little back alley you remember oh yeah yeah. oh yeah 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 and you know I was kind of thinking like that but right there in the right there in the hallway and See if I can make a puddle on the floor. So wait a minute. You mean dip, 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 over here, this hallway, right here in this spot? Oh, maybe an inch over. Come a little over here. Okay. Uh huh. Right there, and you know we're standing here nice and polite, but it could be that I might, you know, could push you up against the wall. I could, and ah, things could happen, and if. If we were right here in the hallway and, you know, we got another couple of hours before Ken comes home. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I wonder what could happen. What do you think? Wow. We are right here in the hallway already. And Mm -hmm. I already am up against the wall. See? Well, yes. But I meant, like, I was thinking, see... I've got some moods I'm in, but I want to know what kind of mood we want to go to tonight. Hmm. Well, I'm thinking, since we're in a new place and no one else is around, maybe we should reenact the old days, you know, when we hardly knew each other. You know, we were strangers. Hmm. Can I pretend like I don't know your name? Uh, ex- excuse me? Who, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of mood do we want? To, am I a nice stranger? 
or am I a mean stranger? Are you an ingenue and an innocent, or are you just as nasty? Or am are you the seductress and I'm the naive one you're tricking into? Mm, I think I'm going to be sort of like a pool shark. Maybe I'm the naive <laughs> one at first. <laughs> But really, hmm, then I turn the tables and take things into my own hands. Ooh, well, maybe I can be like that over-eager college boy that thinks that I'm the shit. Oh, and then you get put in your place in a really enjoyable way. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> So this is how the conversation could go. Hmm. Okay, and the and the emphasis is on on the we and what kind of mood do we want to go to? Mm-hmm. And somewhere along in there, I can also toss in. So, um, hey, so is is there anything about each of our bodies we need to know about today? Because you know, maybe my knees are a little bit wet. Um, maybe, maybe I'm having a herpes outbreak flare up. Um, maybe I'm, you know, maybe. Took too much antihistamine. Yeah, took too much (laughs) antihistamine. Or this, this like for, you know, uh, I remember having this conversation recently where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling kind of rough and nasty, except I'm kind of tired. So I only have a short burst of energy. (laughs) We either are going to be nice and slow, or it's going to be fast, and then I'm going to be spent. Right. Right? Right. So, like, that's that's like a reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, in my mind, I am like this ferocious creature that could go for hours. In reality, I got 10 minutes, maybe. Right. Exactly. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty much my reality all the time. <laughs> right? Right? And and so, yeah, you know, it's like when we're talking about ne- negotiation and then, like, limits, it, it sounds like so, like, physical and health and limits, it just sounds so scary. Like, right. I have to come up with every possibility. So, in talking about hard limits, I always like to say, like, hard limits for today. Ah. Like, hard limits for today is, like... Okay, um, I I need to be done by eight thirty because I need to get to bed by nine thirty because I have an early morning flight. Right. That's like a hard limit for today, right? You know, it's like okay. So seriously, today I just had my hair done. Right. I love my new hair. It's so beautiful. I think I saw um, it. Is it like shades of green and purple, like fading into each other? Yes. <gasps> yes I saw yes. a picture. I was like, ooh, ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had my hair done, right? So my hard limit for today is don't get my hair wet and don't, 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 don't you fucking grab my hair. I usually like it. Um, but there's like, no, 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 don't, do not mess the new do. Right. 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 So that'd be like my hard limit for today. And if I didn't tell you that, and you know that, you know, I usually like my hair grabbed, it would be very confusing for you when you grab my hair or, like, you know, get my hair wet and I get all upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, what? But you usually like that. And I'm like, but I just had my hair done. <laughs> and for those of you who don't have hair issues, you think this is trivial? Oh, no, it's not. No, it is not. Oh, it is not. No, no. So... Okay, so when when you're having this this sexy flirtatious conversation that doubles as negotiate like stealth negotiation, um, yes. When like let's say I'm just you know throwing out a scenario there. Let's say it's a couple where one person is a little bit more savvy, so they're sort of leading the conversation, and maybe the the mm-hmm. other person isn't quite as adept in in you know this technique or even negotiation. So what kind of things mm-hmm. do you want to make? You said you want to hit like, is there anything you should know about your body? Uh, you know, any hard limits for today? Are there other like points they should tap in? Like you know, you were saying feeling like, like if they were a little map of what they should hit in their flirtation, what should it be? Okay. So the thing that's going to be absolutely important that, that I like to put at the very end, but we should start to think about at the beginning, right? So internally as we're, we're before, you know, each of us start to have this conversation mm-hmm. within our own hearts, minds, and loins, we should start thinking about, 
um, what kind, what kind of moods do I want? Right? Am I feeling rambunctious? Am I feeling sultry? Am I feeling lazy? Am I feeling violent? Am I feeling so? And and it's kind of a good thing to have a few to really get in touch with. You know, not just the you know I want to get kinky and fuck. I mean, okay, you know what? It's it's that's a starting point, but let's do better than that. Right. So start to think about that, and then we're going to ask the root question at the very end. Right. So, having done a little internal work, or these are some of the things that I might want today. You're not having, to, you're not committing to it, but it's you know, it, it's kind of like asking for dinner and then saying, okay, and I'm probably wanting Asian food or Mexican, okay, but but not hamburger. So that's kind of a vague category, right? And like Asian food is going to be a huge category, right? Uh, so there's that. Then there is. Keep the language at we, right? Mm-hmm. So if we have a partner who tends to be a passive pleaser, they're not just going along with it. Right. Um, and also we make sure that we also listen to the other person and include ourselves. So I would, it would go something like this, right? And we go something like this. This is a loose outline. And in Fort FM, we get to go over the long form. Mm-hmm. But um, assuming that oh, there's Real some- quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but for those who oh. ha- aren't familiar with you, what's Fort FM real quick? Oh, Fort FM is my Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive. It's a two and a half day intensive for eight women. And it's in New York and San Francisco. It is an amazing weekend. It's not about the wacky pokey bindy, how to use the tools, but how to tap into your authentic power and how to collaborative create, collaboratively create joy with your partner and enjoy whatever it is your authentic style of power in the bedroom is. Oof. And I will be yeah. there one of these days. Like I am like one wow. day I will be at a Fort Femme weekend. It's at the top oh, of my alum- bucket list. And, oh, and the alumni weekend's amazing. And we're also having an alumni and guest party weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. The society's good. Nice. So like, well, I teach the full long form. And the full long form is a suggested outline that as you get to be a skillful pleasure spy, which is part of the mission of Fort FMs, is to become pleasure spies. Mm-hmm. All right. As we become skilled at that, you can weave that into everyday conversation. But let's say that we're already, you know, lovers or partners. So the thing to ask is, first, how are you today? Really, how are you? Because maybe last week when we set our date night, you were in a really um, sweet place. And this week, you know, tonight, you might be like, girl. Yeah. So how are you really today? So that's first thing. And then... Hey, so what do you think we might want to do? And then when we, when I say, what do you think we might want to do tonight? Most people point to like tools or techniques like, Oh, I want bondage. But how many emotional ways, how many ways are there to do bondage? Lots. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask for bondage, you wanted to be tied up and I, I, and you were in the mood for like rough and tumble. But I heard bondage, and I went into like slow and intricate. Mm, okay, you'd be you'd be bored, yeah, right? Yeah. Now on another night, you might want the slow and intricate, but all you said was bondage, and all I might think of bondage is being slow and intricate. Okay. Okay. And you ha- you had like you know cops and robbers interrogation tie you to a chair kind of thing. Right. Right. So then you might say bondage, right? And then I'm like, okay. All right, so, oh, and if you don't know this person you're going to play with, here's a couple of really good questions to ask, which is when you're enjoying bondage, when you're receiving bondage, when it's good for you, what do you look like and what do you sound like? What will I see and hear? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a great point that people gloss over like they don't even think about asking that and it's so key right and if let's say in the middle of playing with bondage i start crying 
is that good, bad, or otherwise? You don't know. Right. And maybe I'm crying because of a relief and joy. Maybe I'm crying because the trauma triggered. Maybe I'm crying because the feather pillow is making me allergic. Yeah. I'm actually allergic to feathers. Oh. Aww. Yeah. So if you stick my face in a feather pillow, I'm going to start crying, not because you're amazing at bondage. Right. Yeah. The aforementioned antihistamine. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, <laughs> this is a show about what medications we do. Exactly. <laughs> and now I'm just like, it's funny that you say that because I'm like, I've been taking Benadryl to get to sleep. And I'm like, is it menopause or is it Benadryl? I don't know. So I have this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be the big question in my mind now. Yeah. Anyway. In either case. We need lube. That's true. That's true. And I have a bunch <laughs> yeah. of it on my bedside table. So I'm good either way. And I can Yay. sleep. So there you go. Right. Yeah. So and then I would also ask, um, what do you look like, sound like? What will I see in here when it's not good for you? Mm. And like, and then I would disclose mine, right? So if it's not good for me, if it's like a bondage scene, yeah? Um, if I start doing all the, the responsible health and safety check-ins, like, is that okay? Is that too tight? Would you like this? Would you like that? Um, how are you doing? Scale of 1 to 10, which are all good questions. But if Midori starts asking that, okay, I'm not having a good time because that means I can't read you. And if I can't read you, I'm in my thinking head and instead of my passionate loins. Yeah. So... Now, if it's not good for me, that doesn't mean that we're stopping the scene. It just means that we need to change something up, mm -hmm. right? So what do you look like, sound like when it's good for you? What do you look like, sound like when it's not good for you for both parties, all parties? Because it might be more than two. Right. Um, and then I would like to ask if, especially even if we're, you know, lovers known to each other, but we're trying something new, how are you going to let me know when you want more of something? Mm. And how are you going to let me know when you want less of something? And how are you going to let me know when we're done? For the last 34 years, every month like clockwork, ta-da, my period. And every month like clockwork, ta-da, my God, I've only got two tampons left and I can't get to the store right away, but I'm never going to make it all day with just two tampons. You can relate, right? I discovered Lola and everything changed. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. They even offer sex products too. And the best part is the convenience. It's a customizable subscription service. So I know every month I'll get my tampons before I'm stuck in a bind. And with Lola, I can make sure I have other supplies on hand too, like all natural cleansing wipes and also sex supplies like hypoallergenic glycerin and paraben-free water-based lube and even ultra-thin lubricated condoms. Lola's subscription is super flexible too. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. I really dig the convenience of Lola, and I think you will too. So much so that I've got something special for American Sex Podcast listeners. You can get 40% off all subscriptions at mylola.com by using code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, when you subscribe. You are well on your way to never being stuck in a tampon-less situation again. Just visit mylola.com and enter code SUNNY to save 40%. Hey, psst, did you know? American Sex Podcast has a Patreon page? Becoming a Patreon member is a great way to show your support for this podcast. It works kind of like, I don't know, funding for national public radio or how PBS works. If you appreciate our work and the fact that we provide it to the world free of charge, then you can help support it. And as a member of our Patreon family, you'll be eligible for nifty, cool rewards like bonus episodes, surprises in the mail, and more. Oh, and you'll get all of our episodes early, bonus stories from guests, and access to our private Patreon feed. So you thinking about it? You want to know more? Check out all the details at patreon.com slash American Sex. P-A-T 
com slash American sex. Now, what if this you're playing yeah. with someone who is a relatively new submissive and they're like, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. I've never gone to that place before. I don't know if I'm going to cry, if I'm going to. So how do you handle that? Okay. So... I might make okay. I might say, all right. So, have you done any rough sex? And what do you look like when look like sound like when it's good and rough sex, or when it's not good and rough sex? Um, what do you look? I would try to see about previous experiences mm-hmm. that might be a precursor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Helpful. Like, all right. So, yeah. Um, and if it's something where we're going for an exhilaration, I might say, okay, so maybe you've done none of this. When you're on a roller coaster, are you a screamer or do you hold your breath? <laughs> yeah. You know, do you, do you look for the camera to make the face or do you just like not care? Right. Are you, if you're on a roller coaster, are your eyes closed or do you open them? Do you wave your hand over going, Wee! or are you clutching that like safety bar? Right. So I might look at other similar activities i like that and there's a lot a lot of good like metaphors and parallels between bdsm and sex and roller coasters so yeah oh and then something to talk about beforehand whether you have experience or not whether you have experience with each other or not is aftercare aftercare for you aftercare for me what does it entail who is it by and does it go in any phases I need to be aware of? And what I'm and most people think of aftercare is just for the person who's receiving it or bottoming. No, or tops spending. need aftercare too. I need to put that Absolutely. on a t shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and if you do a scene right, everybody's affected by it um, emotionally and physiologically. Mm hmm. Maybe sexually, if there was sex, uh, direct sex in there or not, however you define sex. Yeah. Right. Uh, but every, if you have a good scene, you better be affected by it because otherwise you're just like, uh, de- uh, a delivery system. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been affected by the experience, well, where the hell were you? Yeah. Then you got some work to do. Yeah, then you weren't present. Right. Right. And so here's how I define aftercare. Aftercare is that which each individual needs to regain their equilibrium. So put it simply, um, am I together enough to drive my car home? Because, man, if that scene is good. You're flying high. <laughs> I, I, you know what? My, my reflexes are shot. My head is in, in the pleasure cloud. Um, I, my, my knees may be jello, you know? Yeah. And this is maybe after I've been topping the hell out of somebody. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not in, in any condition to be operating a heavy vehicle. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, even if mine's a Prius. <laughs> maybe a Tesla. Maybe when they're self driving. Yeah, but yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's called Lyft. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's called an Uber. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know people tend to think of aftercare as a person who's bottoming and you swaddle them in a blanket and give them water. Well, you know, some people love to be touched, and some people the last thing they want is to be touched. Yeah, for some people it's like leave me the hell alone now. <laughs> I need to be by mm-hmm. myself, and I think a lot of people assume aftercare is like here's a fuzzy blanket and I'm going to pat you on the head and give you hugs and tell you. You, you did great. You know, and it's like, no, oh, that's one very small type of aftercare on the huge spectrum of aftercare. That could be anything. It could be like, treat me like shit and kick me, kick me in the, in the shins and throw me in the corner. <laughs> For some people, yeah. that's their aftercare. They, they want something like that. You know, I remember say. I learned this lesson from years ago. I had a playmate, uh, and like the first first time we played together, right? And, and by the way, he's Swiss. Just he's German Swiss. Mm-hmm. Just to put that in your mind. We're playing awesome scene. I, I, um, uh, I I tried a bunch of 
new things with this new person and they, and they were ex, they were experienced and it was really neat and I was having a good time and then at the, the scene ends and I, I untie him and he sits up bolt upright looks at me and says that was very nice thank you and then gets up and gets dressed what? <laughs> that was very nice thank you and gives me oh. gives me you know the, the kisses on the cheeks and leaves. Wow. And you know how I felt? Confused and awful and like he was, you, he had a horrible time. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm internalizing. And that wasn't the case at all. I did mention he's German-Swiss. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and he he was so gloriously overstimulated. That he just couldn't. And he was in such a good place, he then needed to go and be in solitary state to like just reintegrate all of his sensations and just bask in in all of his sensations. Yeah. But had you known that ahead of time, you would have been like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And had I known that ahead of time, I would have been like, okay, you go do your your bringing yourself back together and can we have tea or wine in a couple of hours can you come can you come back please because you're walking out of the house and you're walking around the block and i don't know if this you're just being polite right right and then your aftercare and, shot you don't you know you're left hanging right and he didn't realize that he thought by saying that was lovely thank you kiss kiss he didn't realize how much emotional vulnerability went into to to topping and that exhilaration, and so yeah, it, it, so we we came to an understanding, and that, that was such an important lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Now phases, sometimes it goes in phases, right? Um, like I can have a something that that I've learned over the years is with a few people. It's not with everyone, but there's a handful of people with whom I play really gloriously hard with, like, joyous abandon. Mm-hmm. I even let my inner monster out. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we like to play in the dark back alleys of my filthy mind. Um, but I, find, I found that two days afterwards I would fall into a funk. Huh. Essentially a dopamine. It's a dopamine drop, right? Right. Because I just gave it my all, and I, I hit this I hit this amazing emotional high, and forty eight hours later, I hit the blues. It's you know I I'm tired. I'm full of self doubt. I'm in need of reassurance. So if any of you all out there are feeling this after play, this is normal. Mm-hmm. This means you gave it your all. That doesn't mean you should ignore it. It also doesn't mean you should play any less hard, but you should find out what it is that you need to regain equilibrium. Yeah. All right. So the aftercare right afterwards, you know, I did what I need to do to be able to drive myself home. Okay, great. 48 hours later, I hit the blues and I try, you know, I've tried different things, experimented and turns out what I need. It's a, it's a phase thing. I go to the boxing gym. Huh. I beat the bejesus out of a heavy bag. I let coach top the shit out of me, except he doesn't know that's what he's doing. (laughs) 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 And yeah, and this is not something that I need my playmate to participate in. But okay, so let's say if you and I play there, right? Uh You know, I'll be saying before the scene, you know, it's like, hey, you know, aftercare that I need is going to be, you know, I, I'd love to, I actually love to watch people clean. I have a thing for watching people clean because I'm usually jello after it. Okay. And if I'm kind of incoherent afterwards, that means I actually had a really good time. So yeah, but if you're cleaning or just putting away or just tidying up or just bringing me a glass of water, it just, I get to like chill and I feel attended to. And that's what I would want from you. I don't really need a, I'm not a a big hugger, so if we're, like, next to each other and maybe a limb is touching, it's great. But if you, like, 
wrap yourself around me. I'm going to feel a little smothered. Yeah, right. If you need hugging, I can do that, but I just don't like to be hugged on. You're a surface hugger. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. And uh, then, hey, Sonia, like 48 hours later, if I text you from the gym, I'm doing my own aftercare. Which is also means that I'm likely thinking of you as I'm going to town on that heavy bag. Ah, okay. Isn't that kind of sexy? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I might just be texting going on the way to the gym. Like, oh, ho, ho. right. Yeah. It, now, mind you, it took, it took me a while to figure out the combination of what I need for aftercare. So it's not going to work instantly out of the gate. And if it does, that's great. But if you, if anyone out there, whether you're topping, bottoming, middling, I don't really care. Uh, if you feel like, you know, afterwards you're hitting the blues, you're getting in the funk, you're kind of feeling a little discombobulated. Um, it's, and assuming that things were nice or better in scene, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. It, it is, it means that you were present and you gave it your all, which is gorgeous. Right. And we just need to figure out what you need to regain equilibrium. And it's just science that's happening in your brain. Yep. Yeah. I like that. And I think it's important for people to, you know, I have one partner that I play with very hard with and, I always, you know, it might be fine like that night, even the next day, but it's a few days later that I know I need to do that check-in and, you know, so for people to recognize that is important. Well, see, yeah. You, you get that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and we don't talk about that. There's a profound vulnerability to topping. I mean, there's profound vulnerability to bottoming. There's the, it's... Uh, and the thing about kink is about playing with the the vulnerability of our desires that we keep guarded. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary yeah. to do. You know, most people don't even feel that they can do that at all. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. we're taking those things and we're making them our playground and they're the scariest, most sacred. Usually, you know, society tells us the most secret things that we shouldn't be, you know, doing this and playing with our emotions and and our minds in that way. And it's like, I mean, it it's fun, but yeah, you're messing with some pretty, I'm not going to say serious stuff, but it's stuff that, you know, like you were saying, we it's, it's very genuine. It is very genuine. And we, we don't understand that because we don't get to be genuine anywhere ever. Yeah. 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 So who genuine. I like yeah. it. So that, that talking about the aftercare in advance, actually, and by having planning your aftercare or the equilibrium mm-hmm. in advance, you know what? Um, a well-managed aftercare that's appropriate for each person means that you get to stay in the happy glow of the scene, right? If the scene goes really well. Now, if the scene goes poorly, then we've got, we've got a plan, a fallback plan to how to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. So if a scene goes poorly and then you go to hug on me, you know, I'm not a hug, uh, you know, I'm not much for like being hugged on. Right. So probably not a good thing. But yeah. if you sit next to me, touching me, good. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're somebody that loves to receive a hugging and I, and the scene isn't as good or something bad happened, then I would know what to do. Right. Or if it is that you're somebody like my, my German Swiss friend, I will leave you alone. I'm going to check know. in with you in two hours because that's what I need. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's a the concept of BYOA. Bring your own ass? Bring your own antihistamine? Bring your own what? <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own aftercare. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's a nice way to, if I'm somebody that's like, I don't want to do all the doting upon and, mm-hmm. and afterwards I really need to, if let's say I need to sit alone, but 
you need you need holding you need loving on you need you know a couple dozen orgasms you need some chocolate you need a bath you need to be cuddled if i know that you need that we have a choice to discuss shall i do that or do you have somebody that would enjoy doing that for you yeah cuz you know i'm not so much for that right i adore you i love playing with you I just, I, I just, I need to go walk around the block a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but if I did that, I know you'd fall apart. Right. Even if we had a good scene. Yeah. So, hey, is Ken available? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do this a lot, yeah. actually, you know, because we'll go to, to events where there's, you know, dungeon parties and there's multiple people. And let's say I'm playing with somebody that has, you know, maybe they're, they're regular dominant that they're, they're with periodically loop them in and be like, Hey, can you be there after the scene for, for this submissive? And yeah, that works beautifully. Exactly. Beautifully. It's B-Y-O-A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I remember this one scene. So, this this connects into the mood thing, and remember at the end of end of the conversation, it's like, so what kind of mood do we want to go to? Where we're at? Oh God! I remember the other day I had this scene where I was like, mm, I'm feeling very um, imperious, imperial, and luxuriating. Ooh, that was my mood. <laughs> but the <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like dangerous liaisons. Yes, mm. yes. That was that was my mood. But um, I remember this one scene where this amazing consent sophisticate approached me about a scene and a friend of mine and, and we talked about it and and I said I'm I'm in a mood like I, I, I'm in a a very stormy, vigorous, violent mood. I want to play really hard. Mm-hmm. Right, physically really hard, but I also want to feel, um, I want to feel like, like this storm that, that blows, like a hurricane that blows over and disappears. I want to have, I want to engage in a fantasy of not caring, but I really care. Ah, okay. So I want to, I want to like destroy you and then leave. Yeah. But of course, Just I leave you really in a, care. a quivering heap on the floor. Exactly. Walk out the door and, and slam it too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I really want to do that, but I want to make sure that you actually have your own aftercare arranged. And if you cannot BYOA, I cannot play with you. Right. And so the condition was I stated my mood and then I asked to make sure that their aftercare was BYOA taken care of by themselves. So I could actually have the part, the, my, very much my my real part i mean both both the 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 violent storm as well as the caring is part of me right right so i could be reassured oh. that she was cared for and i got to go off like some some badass super, super <laughs> villain super villain i like that yeah yeah and so She's like, okay, well, let me see what I can figure out. That seems totally awesome. And she showed up with, get this, not one, not two, not three, four aftercare people. It's like the aftercare entourage. It was great. (laughs) And we were at each other. And I was like, I had ropes on her. I had floggers on her. I, I was... We were rolling around, and I was like, evil villainous, you know? And once I was done, I stood up. I looked at four people who had, like, this was at a dungeon Uh party. They had the best seat in the house, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And because I actually had them in the four corners to make sure that my space was protected. Uh And so I turned to them and said, okay, your turn. I turned around, picked up my bag, and left. I may have looked over my shoulder. Just to make sure. <laughs> and then you know what I did? What? 
I went to a Korean massage, Korean scrub place, and and anonymously bought him to a Korean grandma who scrubbed the fuck out of him. <gasps> That's hilarious. Wow. But you know what you want. Like, you know what works. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I scrubbed clean. I luxuriated in the big bath with my arms back. Like, ah, today was a good day to be evil. <laughs> and then you went, ha and lightning cracked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my goodness. I love your just a devious mind, but the way you break things down and look at things, you have a completely different lens, the way you see things through than anyone I've ever heard describe this stuff. It's like, unbelievable. I learned so many things from you that I thought like, oh, I know that. And then like you say some brilliant words fall out of your mouth. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Have we already been talking for almost an hour? We totally have. We totally (laughs) have. (laughs) We we have done it again. We totally have. So, And there were all these other things we talked about talking about. Well, you know what, then? Maybe that means you just have to come back. You can be our first three-peat. Oh. Oh my God, that would be great. Because, hey, there's still stuff about Japan yeah, that I want to talk yeah. about and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, let's, I'm going to toss this out to the audience. Okay. And send, send me your questions. Send me about stuff that, 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 that we want to talk about because you know we're going to take your question, dear listeners, and then take a complete left turn and down the rabbit hole. Yeah. We do that so well. I know. And what I can do is, I don't know if you heard, but, I feel I feel like I'm with the times. We now have an American Sex Podcast subreddit. So I can have all Ooh. the Redditors, like I can make a Midori thread and be like, hey, yes. give me all your Midori questions. So we can make yeah. that happen. So yeah. So I had a bunch of stuff to talk about. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I like. Oh, you are you are such a dear. You are such a dear. I can't wait to like hang out with you some more like in person. Yeah. With food. Well, hey, we're moving to Las Vegas. We're closer to the coast. I'm going to be out that way a hell of a lot more. So like I said, now that I'm like, oh, I'm like a hop, skip and a jump and away from from San Francisco. I got to hit a four to five weekend because I have no excuse now. I've got a seat for you. (laughs) All right. I'm excited. So very quickly, I'm going to have a definitely a link to Fort FM um, in the show notes. What else do we need to know, Midori, about you, to where we can find you, cool stuff you got going okay. on? So I, I am going to highly, highly encourage people and actually request all of you guys to sign up for my newsletter. As you know, the, the social media terms of service are changing, and it seems to be at the whim of, of the companies where posts can be deleted or rejected or entire accounts could be deleted. And because I talk about sexuality and I talk about classes and such, I'm going to ask you guys to go to fhp-inc.com at forward slash newsletter. Just go to fhp-inc.com newsletter and uh, sign up for my newsletter because that's one way in which which I can make sure that you guys get my information because who knows what's going to be happening with, I mean, I love posting on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and well, and FetLife and all that, but you never know. Things will change, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of scary out there. Like I'm telling everyone like, and I'll have the link to your newsletter and our newsletter Mm -hmm. in the show notes, but Mm -hmm. seriously, listeners, your favorite sexuality educators, your performers, anyone in any kind of, you know, sex adjacent industry, make sure you get on their email list because funky stuff is going down on social media and we don't know when our our accounts are going to be deleted and then we'll have no way to keep in touch with you. So yeah, 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 and that way I can tell you about what's going on. And anyway, I pass along cool discounts in my in my newsletter. So, Ooh-hoo. sweet, yeah, yeah. 
Well, thank you. As always, it's been a joy. I love talking to you and the time just blows by and it's like, what? How long have we, how, how could that, how is this possible? Was there some kind of weird Ben time space continuum like thing? I don't know. So absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I just thought I'm like, if this is what a conversation with you is like, what is a scene with you like? <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh-huh. Midori magic. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Come back soon. Thank you. Alrighty. And I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. Yay! Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.